So a little bit of a disclaimer before this episode comes out. We had a bit of audio technical issues. So number one, my mic is very low and Chris's mic is very loud. But number two, the audios might not be synced up. I think they might be about a second off. So bear with us. Enjoy. You can still listen because most of the time we're not talking over each other. But just want to throw that out there. Those little pre-pod note. Enjoy, and we will catch you for a playoff episode. Thank you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Broadway to Belmont. I am your host, Christus Ellums, and with me, as always, is my wonderful wonderful co-host, Kevin Koff. Oh. Kevin, jump in and say hello. <laughs> Word jumble for me off of the bat, minus one. Don't have that down by now. It's episode, what, 100, probably? I, I think we did 53 last season, and we're up to 28 now, so not 100 yet, but... Pretty We're getting close. close. 20, 26 is what the, the thing says. But yeah, no, a little bit of a word <laughs> jumble for me. Um, and I, my apologies off the hop. If my audio sounds like shit, I left my microphone in D.C. <laughs> I've been home back in Jersey for the week. And uh, I'm doing this on AirPods. So um, if, if you so, for starters, sorry that this is coming out a day late and sorry that my audio sucks. But um, you can go <laughs> complain. Us. You That's can go okay. complain to your mother. Yeah, Chris is home. I was moving to a new apartment. It's just not – was not the week to record on Tuesday. We do not care. Yeah, we also just don't care. There is any other day. We don't give a fuck. I'm sure the people will survive besides our good friend, Michael Studo, if he's listening. Yeah, shout out, Suds. Well, yeah, good to be back. Uh, end of the line. This is our last regular season podcast. Pretty crazy. Feels like just yesterday we started this new season with so much – well, so much hope on one side and so much – not hope on the other or cautious optimism on the other side and totally flipped around. So crazy that we got here. Yeah. You know, I, I, I honestly, and I think we said it all season. I, I didn't think the Islanders season, I don't think anyone predicted that their season was going to go down the way it went down. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone predict, I don't think anyone would have predicted that the Rangers yeah. would play as well as they have been. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, it's been um, a long season uh, for, I think, both teams. I feel like this season, I don't know why, it just kind of felt like it dragged at certain times. Yeah, um, I don't know if it was COVID or what, but, like, it definitely felt like it was weird. There were a lot of cancellations. Maybe that's why. I don't know. It was a weird season, but it feels like it has been a while since, like, I, it doesn't feel like it's been – seven months it feels like it's been much more than that that also now i'm thinking about it it might also just be because the we're coming off of two two shortened seasons that's that's facts actually i mean like granted the 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 one season was 70 games instead of like 82 so it was really like it it wasn't that much shorter but last year like it flew by like you blinked and we were in we were in april and the the season was over so pretty much so, um, and, and the 56 game season took probably 17 years off my life. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun season. It's been a long season. Uh, we had, uh, a lot of ups for some, a lot of downs for others. Um, Roll reversal, man, it happens. And the Islanders, you know what? They came close at the end. If they, if they could have, they could have pieced together some wins here and there throughout the, yeah. throughout the season. You take that 11 game losing streak out of the equation. And I and I honestly think we might have we 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 could have been close to a first round Rangers Islanders um, man if they yeah series potentially sick. if they would have won I mean to to have an eleven game losing streak and also a five game losing streak now at the end of the season before yesterday 
against the Capitals or two days ago against the Capitals. The Islanders still have the chance that they win these both games to scrap together 38 wins, which seems like a lot for everything that they've gone through. So we'll see. Maybe next season. I'm hoping we get a Rangers Islanders playoff series next season. That's really all I want. That would be so electric. It would be a lot it of would fun. Be a bloodbath. But I don't. I don't think they've met since the eighties, like in the playoffs, which is just kind of nuts to think about. We talked about it before, but it is nuts. Typing away. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see when this uh, last playoff say, game was. I want to say it was eighty-seven. I think it was eighty-seven. Uh, I don't know why it's giving me okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's I'm gonna go. Uh yeah, you, I don't know. Uh, yeah, in history. Let's see, Rangers. So they played in '75 when the Islanders won. They lost in '79, which was the big upset. They beat them in '81. They beat them in '82. They as in the Islanders, and then they also beat them in '84. Yeah, I'm just seeing an article now. It says they met every year from 81 to 84, and then they haven't played That's since. So, yeah. Uh, no, 1990, uh, yeah, 1990, they lost. The Islanders lost 4-1 to the Rangers. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, I'm seeing that now. they got swept by the Rangers. So the Rangers have had the upper hand. It's a bit uh, later than I expected. I forgot to end that cup run. but And the breaks, hopefully next season. It's been uh, so 94. How many years ago is that now? 18? No, more than 18, right? Oh my god, is it 28 years ago now? Yeah, you're almost oh talking 30 god, years ago, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> not that we were, Pretty, neither of us were even around back then, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm close, yeah. So, but yeah. Um, I, yeah, there's something really to recap. I mean, the season's yeah. over. Um, the only things I wanted to touch on was Kreider won the McDonald Extra Effort Award, which... I'm happy that he won. I think it's good that he won, but yeah. I I might have given it to Igor. I think mm. I honestly think the Rangers are possibly playing for ping pong balls if uh, <laughs> at that if Igor season, if, if Igor yeah. wasn't in net. Um, he was really hot at the start. I mean, he tailed off a little bit, but like it tailed off as in dropped to like a nine thirty five. Oh oh wow, like that's a real big fall off, right? Nine. Yeah, and and then he, then he kind of started coming back, and he looks yeah. like he'll be he'll be ready to go for playoffs. So I mean, like I probably would have given it to Igor, but I understand why they gave it to Kreider. And then um, he also won the inaugural Mister Ranger Award, the Rod Schilbert Award. Um, I don't really know what goes into that. They didn't really describe. They just said they they were putting a, an award together. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, he won that award, and then uh, he got nominated for the Bill uh, Masterton. Uh, so a uh, clean sweep for Kreider there. Um, and honestly, whenever playoffs start, I hope the Rangers pull a, uh, a fast one on everyone. And when Chris Kreider takes the ice, he's got the C because that would just that be electric. Would that would, that would honestly, wild. that would, I, I would feel very confident that they're going to win the cup if they do that. Like if they, <laughs> like if that happens, I'm like, the, the the bet I have, I think like I think I got them at plus eighteen hundred odds to win, like a couple weeks ago too, which is crazy. Um, I feel very confident in that in that wager. Um, so we'll see what happens, but uh, nothing else to really report for, for on on my end with anything. Yeah, not much over here either. Just uh, went on a five game losing streak. It is what it is. Nobody really cared just because they're so out of it. So that's the thing. Yeah, uh, especially these last couple of games, I feel like I haven't really cared about what happens. Yeah. Like, no, 
especially since like they're finishing second, they have home ice advantage. I guess it's just a matter of who they're playing, which we should know by tomorrow night because they play the Caps. Oh, huge game for the the next two next two nights for the Capitals because um, essentially they need to win both games in regulation if they want to play the Rangers in uh, the first round. Yep, Otherwise, it'll be it'll, it'll be the it'll be the Penguins. Yeah, should be uh, should be very very interesting. But yeah, it's uh, at the end of the end of the road. Let's see what happens over these next two days. The season ends on Friday. Playoffs start Monday. They usually start on a Wednesday, so got two days out. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, not much to do with the Islanders. Chara got the nomination for the Masterton. That's about the only one. Uh, sounds like Elliot Freeman hinted in his thirty-one thoughts, thirty-two thoughts, excuse me, that. This may be the end for Big Z. This might be his last game tomorrow night. So what a shame. We'll see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised either way, but good to see him uh, get that nod. Uh, he's been through a tough year, but we'll see what happens. But, yeah, uh, we have some – we usually do this at the end of the regular season. We did it last season, and it was just some uh, some of our personal awards uh, just based on the teams themselves. So uh, I'm down to hop into it if you are. I am too. Do you want to start us off with? Uh, we'll st- we'll we'll go in, I guess, order of uh, what we have here. So we'll start off with uh, the the top award, team MVP. You can start it off. I think yours is uh, an arguable arguable heart candidate. Don't think he wins it anymore. I don't think he wins the heart, but, but he's a candidate. I think. I think he's in the top three. Yeah, uh, and if you don't know who we're talking about, uh, you've Ryan been living Pace. under a rock. Um, <laughs> He's a, he's gonna be he's gonna win the Vesna this year. Uh, he could be potentially a Hart finalist. Uh, it's Igor Shesterkin, yeah, at least in the top five. Um, Igor, that's uh, really should be no surprise that he's the team MVP. Um, if you just I have his stats up real quick, uh, he's the fastest goalie uh, in Rangers history to fifty wins. Um, he played fifty three games. He started fifty or thirty wins or thirty five wins. I'm sorry, not fifty. I'm um, looking at his games played and stuff. Um, so, yeah, he played 53 games. Uh, he is the fastest to ever get to 35-plus uh, wins. Uh, so he finished the season with 36 wins, 13 losses, and um, four overtime losses. Uh, he had a goals allowed average of 2.07 and a save percentage of 9.35. So um, without him, I don't think this team is anywhere near where they need to be for uh, for uh, goaltending and, and, and just – uh, as a team in general. And it's crazy to think that they went from Lundqvist to Shesterkin. And sure, it's just one season. This is his first full season, yeah. but he's looked good. I mean, you can't even argue that he... Um, to say the least. That he's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he's, he's just he's just been dominant all year. And, um, oh, um, you know, it's know crazy. It's, I, hold on one second, one second. I don't know if it's anybody on both ends, but uh, we're having some technical difficulties. Yeah, no, that... Uh... And we're back. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Uh, there, there were some technical uh, difficulties. I think we have no idea what happened. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully we, hopefully we can chop and and, and screw it. So it, it it sounds like it all just flows cohesively. But, um, but yeah, no. Without Igor, I don't think this team's where they need to be. Um, easily the best player on the team, uh, outside of like Kreider or whatever. But um, yeah, he's my team MVP. Yeah, I mean, can't argue with that. And uh, I'm going with the other Russian goaltender, fittingly. Going to hopefully have many battles in the future. Uh, Ilya Sorokin, he kind of stood on his head all year, especially when Varlamov was not the best at the start of the season because he was hurt. So 
Seven shutouts for Sorokin um, as of now, obviously. Maybe he'll get another one. Uh, 1,600 shots against, 927 save percentage. So he is among the starters, second in the league, I think. Yeah, because it's, it's right now it's Spencer Martin, Louis Domingue, and Daniil Tarasov. So it's Chesterkin at 935 and Sorokin at 927. So pretty good resume there. Um, it's a shame that such a bad season for the Anders got kind of thrown in there with Sorokin's success. But I think there's no doubt that he is the goalie of the future and he kept them in a lot of games that they didn't deserve to be in this year, especially at the start of the year. He had a big shutout against Vegas, um, big shutout against Arizona when Varlamov was hurt back-to-back nights, and he's done that all year. He's played a couple of back-to-backs, had a good run, and uh, he is my team MVP. Uh, so pretty cool that both the Russian goaltenders are this good. I know they were hyped, but it's kind of impressive that they're both this good. I agree. I think it's very impressive that they're both as good. Um, next, uh, moving on to the next award, we'll start with you. Yeah, so most, most disappointing. disappointing. I I hate to do it. I hate to do it to Mr. Oliver Wallstrom, but I feel like I have to. Um, he just, after his draft year, I think a lot of people realized that he's a good player. He's got a great shot, pretty decent instincts. But his hockey IQ isn't there. His skating isn't there. I mean, he potted 13 goals in 71 games. Also put up 60 penalty minutes. That's a lot of minors for a guy get, getting 11, 12 minutes of ice time at the most a night. Um, he's been used in the power play. Hasn't been scoring that much. He's only 21. And he was the 11th overall pick in 2018. But it does kind of seem like it's coming down the pipe where Barry Trotz is trying to make him a player that he isn't. So... I'm curious to see kind of what happens moving forward. Um, I think it's a possibility that he's not on the team next year. I think they could use him as a trade piece. I don't think people would be happy, but um, I don't know if Wallstrom is as good as advertised. I still think he'd be a really good middle six player. He's never going to be that top line sniper, but um, I think people need to realize that like Trotz does know what he's a little harsh on him. I think, especially at times where he has a much shorter leash than guys like Josh Bailey and Kyle Palmieri, but um, I don't think he's going to be the superstar stud sniper, score 40 goals a year guy. Um, if you get 20, 25 on the second, third line, that would be great. But um, I was definitely disappointed with his effort this year, um, as was the coaching staff. So maybe this is the last time we talk about Wallstrom and his play. He could be on the, on the way out next year, but we'll see what happens. For sure. I think um... – Real shame. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it totally is, especially since we're only like a few years removed from that draft. I don't and I know think, if Chris is talking, um, but um, he cut out, so we're going to rock with it. I'm going to keep talking. Um, I don't know if he can hear me, but um, regardless, it is crazy that both Kravtsov and Wallstrom have really fallen out of favor like this with both teams. Uh, not that Wallstrom's fallen out of favor as much, but we all know the Kravtsov situation. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens with both of those players. But yeah, Oliver Wallstrom, the most disappointing player. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Oh. <laughs> this, is, this is the worst episode ever. Uh, season two finale, baby. Re- regular season finale. Um, but yeah, that's mine. Well, now you sound better now, so let's hope it. Let's hope it stays. Let's fucking make this quick then. Um, kind of going in the same vein uh, and most disappointing player. Uh, it's kind of like a three-way tie for me. So I guess like Kravtsov not playing. He, him not playing is kind of like really disappointing because yeah. I was really expecting him to kind of 
have a spot in the lineup, and I think he could have if he just kind of, just kind of like didn't cry over being in Connecticut. But I can understand that. And then I guess my two-way tie is for uh, Nemeth and Hayek. I mean Hayek, I, you know what? No, it's just Nemeth. It's wow. Nemeth and Kravtsov. Hayek's off the list. Well, here's the thing. Hayek is so bad, it doesn't disappoint me because I just know he's going to go out there and just be bad. Um, Yeah, I never expect him to be good. I always expect him to be bad. Where Nemeth, I kind of thought maybe they can get something out of him. Maybe it won't be as bad. Maybe the numbers in Colorado weren't as bad as we thought they they could be. But um, he just kind of... He didn't look great all year, and he had a lot of stuff personally going on. So it's like I don't know if he maybe steps away from the game because of all that. I mean, like he had some serious long-term COVID effects, and then just stuff going on in his personal life. So um, wishing him all yeah. the best, hopefully. But um, you know, uh, yeah, just a really disappointing season out of him. I kind of wanted a little bit more, and uh, unfortunately, we didn't get that from him. Fair enough. Um, so moving on uh, from that. Uh, Biggest surprise of the season. And uh, for me, I got a two-way tie for that. Uh, my first is uh, Cop uh, because... Um, Not me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it was a, it was a crazy trade deadline, I think, um, when they made that trade. I, we thought I, it was a lot. We thought it was a bit much. Yeah, it's it, it could be a bit much, but now that he's in the lineup and stuff, I mean, 16 games played, 18 oh, points. Man. So it's kind of like... I mean, he fits seamlessly. He's over... Yeah, him, Panarin, and Strom were is is a fantastic line, and they go, they they do some crazy shit when they're on the ice. So, um, excuse me, uh, right player who fits in the team. You know, that's all it is. Chemistry is so important. So, like, if you find cop and he's like, oh, things just click into place here, like that's great. And honestly, yeah. And at this point, keep cop, sell yeah, Strom. You have to keep it. Keep it moving. Uh, and then the other person I had it for a biggest surprise, and they're only a surprise because I didn't realize they had that many points, uh, was Mika Zibanejad. Um, he almost had a 30-goal season this year. I uh, finished with 81 points in 80 games, so over a point per game. Um, on, really, really, really sneaky season out of him, and it was honestly very surprising. I think this is his fifth or sixth, and we always dog on uh, on Ottawa for that <laughs> trade. But I think this is his. Hold on, let me just do the math. One, two, three, four, five. This is his fifth twenty-plus goal season. Uh, I kind of forgot in nineteen twenty he had forty-one goals. Um, wow. <laughs> he had 40 yeah dude he had 41 goals in 57 games Damn. um yeah kind of <laughs> crazy like he, he was on a he was on a yeah, heater a few years ago and i, I com- completely forgot about it um but yeah no uh very surprised for uh mika to be um n- not the player that he is but i'm just yeah. surprised that like he's been playing the way he has been and um and yeah, Cop has been a very welcomed and awesome uh, trade deadline acquisition, and he has surprised me uh, because I don't, I didn't really know what to expect. And you know, over a point per game in sixteen games, um, especially going into the playoffs, is uh, very nice. Very nice, yeah, great, great season for him. Very quiet. Love to see that. Uh, yeah, my surprise. I'm gonna go with Parise as one of them, and Andres Lee is the second one which is a bit weird of a choice, but I'll explain. Uh, number one, Parise for a vet minimum. I mean, I feel like he's been our best forward for, like, at least 30% of the games. The guy's an absolute workhorse. The fact we got him for vet min again next year is kind of electric. Um, people like to rag on the Islanders for being kind of a, a retirement home kind of deal, but 
if you watch Parise play, he's absolutely fantastic. He's still got it. Um, and I'm excited to see him come. I knew he was going to like come into the, the new season. Um, I think I was like timid about my expectations because I never really watched him play after being a devil. Like I saw him twice a year, I saw his stats, but the, based on the, the way things ended in Minnesota, you kind of thought that, Oh, this guy is like some trash player now. Like he can't even hold his own. Doesn't deserve ice time. And he came in. He's a great four checker. He can score great instincts, good defensively kills penalties. He's still a great player. So I understand why Minnesota did it, but it was definitely beneficial for the Islanders. And I'm hoping we can get him a playoff push next year. Um, anyways, Anders Lee, um, pretty, not a quiet year, but 74 games, 27 goals, 44 points. It's hard to forget, it's easy to forget, excuse me, that he only played 27 games last year. Torres ACL was out since about early March, I think it was, against the Devils. So to come back and almost pie a 30 goal season coming off a torn ACL. Fantastic. So good for Lee, especially because he wasn't playing with Barzell the whole season. Um, that Nelson Bovillier Lee line was a, a great revelation. So good for Lee. Happy for the captain. He's a great leader. Seems like a great guy. Um, got second place in the NHL Players Association poll where it was like, oh, what athlete or what player would do best in another sport? And honestly, was second in football. So got to respect that. Uh, future, former future Ranger Joe Pavelski was first in golf. But yeah, good for Lee. Almost 30 goals. Uh, we won't talk about it, but I totally forgot that the player poll stuff came out. And Islanders, um, really. No, it wasn't. Uh, what really pissed me off is that um, players still hold Carey yeah, Price to this like insane pedestal and Patrick Kane, too. Like, I get Kane's still good, but it's I like. He got the stick in. They're a player. I kind of understand. The Price one, they're yeah, that, I, name a, a decent amount of goalies that I would have more than price starting with two from New York, probably <laughs> that weren't neither. I think were on ended up on the poll, which is like, <laughs> shut up. Like, uh, God damn. All right. Uh, most improved. Start with you. Uh, yeah, it's gotta be laugh for me. Uh, yeah, absolute bust. Um, had a crazy season. Yeah. Um, uh, 78 games uh, played, 18 goals, 12 assists for 30 points. So, um, little bit, little bit of a jump from his first season. He had 21 points uh, in 56 games. He had 30 points, like I just said. So, uh, it was plus one this year. Um, I think he found his game a little bit more. I think um, they experimented him with the right, and he looked good with. Uh, they experimented with him on the right side. He looked good with Kreider and Spanajad, but I think he's a true lefty and has been playing really good hockey. And I think I would love to see a laugh Heedle Kako line uh, rolled in the playoffs, uh, just to see what can happen. That's the kid line that we were begging for <laughs> since the start of the season. So hopefully, if they can bust it out in the playoffs, um, it's good. But yeah, no, I think he's he's kind of he he had flashes this year of like this is the guy that was advertised as a number one overall pick, and if he could just keep getting better, um, only the only. The, the, the best is yet to come. So uh, I think Gallant kind of plays like this stern coach father figure type atmosphere to him because it works. I mean, like there is a, a photo of Laugh, I think after the between the legs mm-hmm. backhand goal in Detroit and like he's skating by the bench and Gallant just has this like shit eating grin on his <laughs> face because he knows he's like, I know I bumped you down, but like, 
that that's why like this is this is why i did it and it's like it may or may not be the reason why he was smiling but Probably like it just you, just looking looking at it as a fan you're like this guy knows like it's kind of he's the reason why that just happened and he gave us this insane moment that we're going to be talking about forever or at least for all of laugh's career so um yeah, I, I think Laugh looked a lot better this year, looked more comfortable. And I think Glant even said that uh, Laugh um, right now looks more like a man than he did uh, at the beginning of the season. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a huge season from next year. Yeah, I'll stick with the uh, – I mean, yeah, that's all valid points. That goal was disgusting also. We still have to remind of that. That'll be on the end of the year highlight reels for sure. Um, I'm going with Dobson. Such an easy choice. I mean – I think the best thing that happened was all the Islanders getting COVID because Dobson took on like 25 minutes a game and never looked back. Mm-hmm. Uh, 78 games, 13 goals, the most goals by an Islander defenseman since I think 2009, 2010 with Mark Streit, uh, almost a 50 point. If he can get two more points these next two games, he's got 50 points, which is unbelievable. Um, the guys looks like a stud. Um, they really needed that. It's a big help. It's a big boost. Um, it's nice to see that Trotz finally trusted him. I mean, they do say it takes two two years or so for defensemen to really break out and find their niche. And Dobson had the last year, and he had the year before where he was just riding the pine with the Islanders instead of going back to juniors. So good for him. I mean, the guy's an absolute beast on the ice. Looks good defensively. His offensive skills are off the chart. His hands are great. He scored a few high by real goals where he goes to the net. And uh, it's been a real pleasure to watch him kind of evolve. And he's only 22. He just turned 22 in January, so it's going to be a big piece of honors moving forward. Um, that locks down the right side with Pulak and Dobson and probably Mayfield um, for the next X amount of years. So once you figure out the left side, I think the honors are in good shape, especially with the no adoption resurgence. So we'll have to see that. So happy with the way he's progressed. He was definitely my most improved. And and you, you, you kind of willed that into existence. <laughs> By wanting to trade him? We don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, you, the, I got to give you credit, man. You may confirmed listener. <laughs> maybe if maybe by me saying we should, they might trade Wallstrom, it'll kick him into gear next year. Uh, yeah. Or they just or they just trade him, and like you're like fuck. <laughs> what a t- what a terrible take on that Dobson trade. It, it made like at least like one percent sense at the time. Probably not much, but um, my new theory is that they're going to trade Matt Barzell for JT Miller and something else but we'll see if it happens but that's not for this episode i saw that i don't know i feel like it just makes a lot of sense i I don't know but we'll see what happens but that's for an off-season podcast where i can put on my conspiracy hat Uh, i was gonna say we need we need we need tinfoil hat kevin this summer (laughs) it's usually just me we need we need you to get the you need you need to get your tinfoil hat out we also need dust it off so there you go uh personal favorite why don't you go first uh, easy, Calendar Miller. Uh, guy was a stud this year. Uh, played insane minutes. Uh, really stepped up this year. I think. Um, he, he played was. Every I, know, game, by the way. I saw that today. He's played yeah. every single game this season. Yeah, he's been playing insane minutes, uh, and he's looked really good, uh, holding it down for um, for Truba when Truba decides he wants to pinch the the red line or the blue line, and then leave Millard uh, to. Basically on a two on one every every single time he's out on the ice. But uh regardless, um Miller's just looked awesome this year, man. I think he's he's definitely taken the jump into like a NHL caliber defenseman. Um yeah, eighty one games, uh twenty points. So uh 
there was there was times. I mean, the, he had that Florida goal where he kind of went like coast to coast, backhand across the crease, scored there. And there was a, yesterday. I didn't even realize he was playing yesterday. He was flying down the ice with his He's puck on his stick, man. and I went, and I was like, who? is that i'm like because that guy's flying and then they went miller with the shot and i was like was he was carrying the puck and skating that fast i was like i didn't think that was possible um so he is gonna be 21 i mean yeah impressive very impressive yeah he's gonna be awesome yeah i think yeah he's 22 so he's gonna be an awesome player to uh to hopefully uh hold down the rangers blue line for uh years and years to come heard that uh, my personal favorite was Brock Nelson. I uh, got his jersey earlier this year. That turned out to be a great purchase because he scored almost 40 goals. Uh, 70 games, 36 goals, 58 points. Um, he's just been a great player. I think he's honestly been the Islanders' best player under Barry Trotz. Forward, forward-wise. I think Sorokin's probably been better. And <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> this is just not our episode as Chris goes on mute. Um, I think he's been their best forward since Tross arrived. Obviously, Pellick and Sorokin have probably been better overall, but Nelson's just been such a consistent force down the middle. He's been great in the playoffs, great in the regular season. I mean, seven goals last playoff run, nine the one before. Nothing insane, like record-breaking, but still pretty damn good and a lot of timely goals. And it would have been great to see him get 40 this year, but just wasn't in the cards. But hopefully he will return to form and be the same next year. And, uh, yeah, he was my personal favorite for sure. Definitely enjoyed watching him. Awesome. Last and then uh, we'll, we'll move on to uh, best moments. So, Kevin, uh, since there aren't as many great <laughs> moments, we'll start with you. Oh, that's so sad. Uh, I'm going to go with the opening of UBS. Uh, that'll be my first one, kind of. I put kind of in our pod notes, but um, – it was fun. Like I could, I honestly didn't even get to watch most of it, but um, I got to go to the next two games. It was cool. It's such a beautiful arena. It's a shame that the season went down. I, mean, I would have loved to have playoff games this year. They have a nice open terrace uh, with like a DJ and a big long bar that extends the whole way. Open air would have been would have been awesome. Hopefully next year. But it's a beautiful arena. It's good to have them finally called home, no matter how overpriced it may be. Um, <laughs> it was just a shame that it went down how it was where everybody got COVID before them and a lot of guys who had waited for so long to get that arena could not play. But still awesome. Um, still a great venture for the Islanders, even though they lost their first, like, six games there. Um, the future is bright at that arena, and they will win a lot of games at that arena, so that was a good moment. And my other good moment, I was scrolling through the schedule trying to find another one just because there had to be something good, right? And I came across that game <laughs> from, like, middle of the season where they scored five goals in the first period against Vancouver, which I thought was just hilarious at the time. And I still kind of think it's hilarious. So I'm going with that. They scored like five goals in like 12 minutes. It was great. One of the most enjoyable games this year. So I'm going to go with that. I think that's a pretty good moment. For sure. Uh, I think for me, um, the, the, the one moment I think that I was thinking about this and, and the one that obviously stuck out was, uh, they broke their drought five years over 1800 days of not being in the playoffs, I think. And, and we to be there, there, to be there with you live, seeing it in person, a beat down on the senators. It was awesome to see. Um, so it was, it was good to see uh, the, the, the Rangers back in playoffs. And I had a ton of fun that night. And um, yeah. And I think the other one that really stuck out only because I saw a video, a clip of it, earlier in the week and i was like holy shit i can't even i can't even like 
believe that happened this year, but it was the Ryan Lindgren um, goal against the Buffalo Sabres. He oh, scored yeah, yeah. Uh, with like less than one second left to seal the game for the Rangers. Um, in- insane. I just remember watching it. I think that was for me, and the reason why I put it on the list was because that was, I think for me, the game where I was like, this team is special. I think cool this moment. team has something... And I think that was that that was a, that's like a same sentiment or feeling that a lot of Rangers fans have. I think Steve Alcott said the same thing. He was like, "That was the moment where he was like, this team I think can do something really fun yeah. uh, in the postseason." So um, that was an awesome was moment cool. to have. And and for that celebration, that was pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, like he he like like it was just a, a very cool moment. Um, and yeah, that that's. That's that. That's. I think that wraps up the uh, the best moments and the, the Rangers and the Islanders uh, postseason awards, the regular season what, awards. What a season it was. What a what what a unexpected wild ride. But uh, it's been been a pleasure. Hoping uh, we have some good Rangers playoff episodes to talk about. We'll see. We'll know by fr- uh, oh my god. We'll know by tomorrow night who they're playing. Is it Pittsburgh? Is it Washington? Yeah. Uh, and I think we're in for some. I'm gonna try to watch as many as I can. Um, especially because I live alone now, so I'll just watch hockey, and I will watch the games, and we'll have a lot of content to talk about. I'm glad that both, at least one of them made the playoffs. I'm happy it's not, I'm happy it's not none, so that's a bonus. Oh, dude. Yeah, I would just be like, we're not, we're not doing any episodes. Yeah. We're taking, a, we're taking a, a sabbatical for the summer. <laughs> yeah, it's been a pleasure, as always, hoping good things for you as a friend for the Rangers in the playoffs, but um, as a total hater, I'm hoping the Rangers lose in the first round, so. <laughs> but I have a lot of good friends who are Rangers fans, so we'll see what happens, but I still wish them nothing but the worst because i just can't hold myself to do that um i think i i think i I think i think i got number of the week so um in lieu of my hour i should say new york football jets picking twice um in the first round i don't yeah i don't know who they're gonna pick but um I don't, I don't know if they're going to use both picks. So I'm going to go with four because I think they'll use that pick. So the number of the week is four. Thanks, thanks New York Jets. Uh, and a whole lot of no ones have worn the number four. Like, um, it was Back in the day, they used to just give everybody single-digit numbers. Well, that's what – yeah, if you haven't listened to the Wayne Gretzky Spit and Chicklets episode, definitely yeah, listen to that because he said, he said the only numbers they wanted and would give out were – one through 29 he's like 30 was a bad number and then if you had a high number he's like you weren't making it out of yeah, camp so what, he decided, <laughs> and then he decided what like 10 years later to go with not probably not even 10 years later he picked up the highest number possible well no how i'm gonna spoil years. it so spoiler alert he wore nine for a lot of his mm-hmm. career and then uh was having a hard time picking a number and was pissing his coach off at the time i think it was like juniors or peewee or something and the coach at the time was like just pick 99 why don't you wear two nines and he's like oh okay so that's how he got 99 because two nines and he used to wear nine fair enough so it's not 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 a crazy uh story as as to why he picked 99 it's iconic like like he explains it a lot better but that's like the brief synopsis (laughs) it's it's not like there isn't this very deep meaning uh the first Ranger to wear the number four was Wally uh, Stanowski in 1951. So uh, he also wore Robert Wood also wore it in 1951. So one of these guys, uh, so Wally just stopped playing in the middle of the year and Robert started playing and wore number four. Um, Yeah. Since then, literally uh, no. 
Yeah, no one really notable besides Kevin Lowe, uh, who was a part of that Rangers team who who won the Cup in 94. He wore it for a few years. And then uh, the most notable – yeah, um, Mike Mata wore it at some point, but uh, Michael Delzato for a few years from 2010 Delaster. to 2014. Yep, and then uh, Adam Clendenning in 2017, one of the last, uh, the, la- the last Ranger to wear the number Man, four. So, um, yeah, some some bad some bad players. Hopefully, it's not a bad pick for the New York Jets tonight, but who knows? It probably will be. Seen Hall head coach Shaheen Holloway is announcing, if I'm not mistaken. Rumor has Ooh, it. Ooh, cool. I know Darrell Rivas is doing the second round pick, so um, looking forward to be that'll be cool. Yeah, they I think yeah some of the one of the beat reporters announced it, but uh, yeah, that's it for the regular yeah. season. So folks, we will see you next week, that's and um, probably I, w- I would think I don't know when they're gonna be. I'm assuming may, probably it's either gonna be Monday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Thursday. So maybe we, maybe we release on Friday or something. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll we'll let you know what the play once we know what the playoff schedule is, we will maybe be reworking uh what the release schedule is for the playoffs, um, just to capitalize on uh talking about all the games and stuff and getting the most content content out as we can. Um but we really appreciate everyone sticking through our, uh the entire regular season. Good times and anecdotes and, that and all the technical relate to our personal lives and nobody else. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so we we really appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, make sure you subscribe on any uh, podcast, whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Uh, give us five stars, write a nice review, share it with all your friends, and um, that's about it. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter um at from broad to bell follow our personals dm us tweet at us do whatever um we'll try to be more active on the we kind of fell off uh and have have, yeah i have i I generally have not been tweeting on the account very often (laughs) but um hopefully during the playoffs i have more time and i definitely will have more time uh but yeah i think that's i think that's about it kevin anything else all right this is the last regular season peace Bumping, 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 bumping